Welcome to I Am Divine, mastering your intuition with psychic mediums and spiritual psychology coaches and science of mind practitioners, Paula Hunter and Kim Garden. This is Paula Hunter. And this is Kim Garden. And welcome to another episode of I Am Divine, a spiritual podcast where you will discover your psychic potential within by learning skill sets that develop and master your spiritual gifts. We will teach you about universal truths that will empower you to manifest a life you truly desire. We are here to remind you who you are, the powerful badass that you are, the divine I am. Welcome, welcome, welcome our beauty. So nice to see you again. We're super excited to spend some time with you today to talk a little bit about spirit guides. Mm -hmm. Now, I think the, the best place to start is maybe explain a little bit about what a spirit guide can be and what they are. So for me, they can be an entity, they can be a spirit, what I call a discarnate being, where they are there to help guide us in our life. It might be protection. There's so many different ways that they can assist us. But I always say, you know, we never walk alone here. Mm -hmm. Whether we see it as source or angels or our loved ones, we are never alone. And the biggest thing we can do is as we heal our trauma, as we learn to connect with our higher selves, that intuitive side opens more and more. And we can be open to invite other beings that are there to help us. And I think for me, the most important thing is welcoming them in. Because mm -hmm. one of the things that I was always told was, we're not allowed to interfere or act unless you give us permission to do so. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, Kim. Um, I haven't actually heard that before. No. The guides told me before, you know, we will sit on the sidelines unless they are directed by higher source, I use higher mm -hmm. source, God, whatever word you want to use. But unless that directive is coming from a higher power, we have free will here. I, I know that I'm thinking about like from the person who like from the perspective of the person who doesn't understand that their guides are trying to get their attention. So to me, I would be like, well, that's confusing. I know like when I've experienced new guides coming in and I've been introduced to them, I can tell like I know that. But right. for someone who has never like who's just new to this and wants to come into connecting with their guides. That could be like, I, I don't know, almost a little discouraging to be like, well, how do I know that they're there? How do I, how do I know? Making a great point. And I think that's why it's so important to know they are always there. Always, always, always. So it doesn't mean they can't interact in our life. It doesn't mean they're not knocking at the door and going, hello, I'm yes. here. Listen to me. But when it comes to higher perspectives on maybe something we're here to experience in our life that's where they're not allowed to you know intercede unless we invite them in where we go you know what i'm surrendering yes please step forward and help me right now with whatever that needs to be for me mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. they have the power to go okay let me help you with that yes i can see that i've experienced that my own so yeah absolutely i see that now Exactly. And thus it's when I refer to it being command or a directive from a higher power. So say you're walking across the street and car's going to go whizzing by in front of you and you feel something or someone pull you back mm -hmm. or that intuitive aspect says, don't do this or don't do that. To me, that is them stepping forward because they've been directed. Hey, we don't want them to go through that experience mm -hmm. and they will act. So I'm not, I, I want to make sure that people know it isn't, I'm just going to sit on the sidelines forever, wait for you to wake up, mm -hmm. but to invite them in 
to open to that can open so many different avenues in our life. I think what it does is, what, like you said, you use the perfect word, which is surrender. Yeah. It's like you're at that point where you're like, I have tried everything in my physical human form to do this and I can't do it anymore. I need some help. So it's like, please help me surrendering and then allowing that divine power to come in and create a situation for you, whether it's connecting with a certain person or bringing something else into to your life, but or guiding you even to where you need to go when you surrender to, you know, spirit, uh, your guides, angels, whatever you want to call them. When you surrender, it gives them I'm seeing like they're showing me the the remote control to like a PS4 or something like that, right? So it's like you, you give them the control, but they put control in quotations because they're not controlling you. They literally are just helping move you along to what is for your highest good. How would you define a spirit guide for yourself? For me, I always just look at it. It is a higher being of some sort that's here to assist at some mm-hmm. level, very mm-hmm. simply put. There's so many different beings and energies and dimensions, you know, and, and we're going to get into a little bit about that, some of what I've experienced and things I've connected with. But it is just about assistance from the ethereal realm, mm-hmm. I guess. And I say ethereal realm. And as soon as I say that, the guides go and beyond. They don't yeah. want me to pigeonhole <laughs> yes. that it's just from this, if you will, location. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think also too, like something that's important to know is that we have multiple guides. We have multiple, yes. there's multiple beings that we can connect with, but I'm just going to focus specifically on spirit guides for, for the next minute is that we are born with a spirit guide who is with us for all of our life. And they are like your ride or die, as I like to call them. Yes. But we also have spirit guides that come in and out of our lives that will help us through different situations. Like for myself, I have a mediumship spirit guide. I have a healing spirit guide, which I ignored for years. I basically was like, I'm not going that route. And he was like, that's okay. He was very patient and he waited and he literally brought everything into my life to a point where I surrendered and said, okay, I am ready for this. And literally like that circumstances came about where I was brought into a coaching program. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, those are my two guides that I really, really work with. Now, my guy that has been with me from birth, I know he's there. And and when I say he, that is the, the sex and the gender that like, that's what I've put on them. Uh, I think something very important to note too is that when we are working with spirit guides or anyone in the spirit realm, you want to make it so that it's relatable. So I give my spirit guides genders. I They have names as well so that I know who I'm working with because it makes them feel more relatable. It makes them feel more like friends. And I just feel that deeper connection. Again, when we're in spirit, we're not you know, male, female, we're not, we're not anything really just, we're just energy. But for understanding purposes, we give them names and images. Like I could tell you what they look like, but that's my own interpretation. Do you have the same thing for your guides? Yeah, exactly. Just hitting that gender point. I mean, that's what the guides always said to me. Energy has no gender, Yeah, but they will come forward to you in a way that is acceptable, that you are Mm -hmm. open to receiving them. You know, and I always saw that and I'll come back to it later on, but dealing with ETs, you know, they'll come forward in a form that I can relate to, mm-hmm. you know, or understand, not some big scary thing with, you know, 12 <laughs> eyes and whatever. 
And it's important to know that a lot of times we'll have those questions. You know, I want to know my spirit guide. I want to know their name. And and for me, they'll go, they can call me whatever they want. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. You can name them, call them, see them, whatever that is. Yeah. And Kim, you also made a great point about where we have guides that walk with us from birth to death. Mm -hmm. We have guides that will step forward if we are experiencing trauma or having situations. We can have guides that'll help us as well. So say if you are a painter, you can have guides that work with that. If you are a singer or something else, we have specific guides that'll help us with the task or the job that we're here to do as well. I do that all the time, especially interior decorating. Like I'm terrible at it. So if I'm shopping for something, I'm like, help me find what I need. Or if I'm working on something in the house, like under the sink or something, and I'm getting frustrated, I'm like, okay, send me somebody who's going to help me stay calm. Send me someone who's going to know how to do this. And then literally you can just feel that energy come forward. And it's like, okay, do this, do this, do this. And then like, it always works. So I'm calling in guides all the time being like, help me with this. Help me with that. So you understand now why I say we need to invite them in. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So as soon as yes. you say, hey, help me out with this. And it doesn't have to be when I'm just, I'm sitting, I'm grounded, I'm meditating, I want to talk to whatever. Mm-hmm. When we are able to incorporate that communication 24-7, they really will act accordingly in our life all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be in a certain state of awareness in order to receive that assistance. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that's important too, because some people think that I have to sit this way, I have to do this in order to have that. Oh, yes, no. it can be clearer. Yeah. But the more that you do your work, the more you spend time with yourself, allowing yourself to get into the quiet, calm state, the stronger their connection will be, Mm -hmm. but that we always have access to them and we can call on them in the moment. We do not need to know their names. Mm -hmm. You know, I always call them my entourage. So I'll say, okay, you know, I'm wanting to connect with high level, but whoever's here that can help me, I invited in. I try not to just say, this is the only one that I want to connect with. Whoever Mm -hmm. can help me, you're allowed to step in. And I think that's important too, because sometimes I think if we, oh, all of a sudden I know my guide's name, that's the only one I'm going to call. Yeah, no. And from an energy perspective, that's the only one we're saying, hey, you can come in, but anything else kind of be out here. Yeah. So it's like having that directory, right? Where it's like whatever you need help with, it is there. It is at your fingertips. It's a thought away Yeah. of I, I need this guy. I need that. Like, you know, I mean, how everyone's like, oh, I got a guy. I got a guy. Yeah. I got a spirit guide. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I've got and like it is the knowledge and the wisdom is right there it's just a matter of saying like you said surrendering I need help with this please send me somebody who can help me with this yeah and to me that's where religion kind of comes in a bit too this is what we're taught we are never alone all you need to do is ask whether you call it prayer meditation whatever word resonates the best with you Mm -hmm. it's all the same stuff at the end of the day but I think you made an interesting point too earlier where you were saying you know you don't have to go into like a deep meditation to be able to connect with them but I do believe that when you are just learning to connect with your guides I believe that that's a really important way to start because if we were just to say you know what call in your guides there's no trust there's no understanding of how it feels when your guides are close. Like you're not used to that energy coming in. So when we go into that deep meditative state and really just put our attention on, I'm going to connect with my guide and start to build that relationship. Because to me, it's a relationship. You can call it a friendship. It is a connection and it takes work and it takes effort. And so especially when a new guide came in for me, it was like, I'm going to make sure that I show them that they're important, that they're, they mean something to me. So I would take time 
time every week to specifically connect with them, to listen to their message, to listen to their guidance. And then the more you connect with them, you understand how they work with you. That's when you can start to surrender really quickly and really easily and receive those messages and those guides coming in really quickly. But I want to make sure that we state that there is the importance of going into that meditative state sometimes. Yeah. And I totally agree when you're first learning for sure. I mean, I spent a lot of time when I first started, I've been walking this path for well over 30 years. And I spent a lot of time because I had to learn, as you said, to trust. I was left brain. So I wanted validation at every point. I wanted my proof. And I had to come into a place by doing the work within myself, but also connecting with them to be able to let that go. They, that's what they said to me once, you know, we're not going to give you that anymore. Mm-hmm. Just believe is what they started telling me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I went, what the heck does that mean? Yeah. And now I know because I've done the work. And, and as you said, it builds the skill sets. It builds the trust. It builds the energy. So later on down the road, you stay in that frequency more often. And mm-hmm. so that connection is a lot easier. So you bring up a beautiful point. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So my question to you is, who do you work with specifically? What are your guides names? Tell me about your guides and who you work with. So with me, I have one that is referred to as Luca. And Luca is a Viking warrior he doesn't come forward in sessions in any way he is what i call the protector so you can think of him as standing at the door and he only allows the good stuff through because that is my intention when i connect to higher ops is you got to be coming from a place of love yeah so luke is my first one i have david who is an angelic being he helps me when i'm clearing spaces So he helps me to send spirit. Uh He also acts as a protector. If I'm going into a place that's got some really heavy negative things, they're the ones that step up. As strange as that sounds. Love it. (laughs) He is what I call, I don't say entity is a negative thing, but he's never been human. Uh Um, Uh I have Maribek. Maribek is um, an extraterrestrial being. I work with all sorts of beings according to, you know, what I need. Uh, Seth is another one who was an entity that was channeled by Jane Roberts. Oh, wow very wise. I'm trying to think of them because I have a lot and that's why I call them my entourage. Mm-hmm. So depending on what I'm doing will be how they come in. Yeah. I it's your spiritual the team. 12, the intergalactic federation, which is extraterrestrial beings. Yeah. Right. All different levels. And that's just some of them. I love that. It totally is a spiritual team. Oh, very much so. And I think that's that was part of my intention when I started this. I think part of it is being a channel. I was always told you are a psychic's psychic. So mm. by that, what I was told is one Pretty much I can read for anyone. I've never had someone I can't read because mm-hmm. they said some psychics cannot read other psychics. Oh, really? Eh? But the other aspect is being open to anything that wants to come forward. I've channeled Archangels, Michael, Gabriel, Uriel, St. Germain, even I am. And wow. you, you know, you bring up some great stuff because I want to talk a little bit more about the types of beings that we can connect with as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it still comes down to what is your comfort zone? Yeah. You know, if you Definitely. if you love a certain um, level or type of guide, you can ask them to step forward as well, mm-hmm. right? But the recognition is there's so many different beings that can work. Yeah. For me, I'm an open vessel. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> That's right? awesome. And so I get all sorts of stuff. So for me, and, and this is my perception on what I see, I know our terminology is a little bit different on how we look at things. And that's great. And that's important to know too. So for me, I refer to spirit as being someone who's lived and died. Mm-hmm. So this is someone that came in to have a human experience and our spirit can act as guides for us as well. Mm-hmm. They can help, you know, see us on certain paths, maybe help us find information. They can be there to console us when we need that assistance, when we're struggling emotionally, they can be there. One of the things that the guides have said to me is they're only allowed to act at a certain capacity. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, they can't come in and make you win the millions, you know, 
mm-hmm. because that just isn't in play for that level, I guess. Right. You. And I know you refer to spirit as, you know, your guides as well. For me, when I refer to spirit, if I'm asked a question from a higher perspective about something that's say personal in someone's life, mm-hmm. I describe it as someone will say, what does my grandma think about my tattoo? Mm-hmm. So grandma, when she was here, didn't like tattoos. So if I was to go to that spirit human perspective in that lifetime, that grandmother would say, oh, I, you know, I never liked tattoos. You know that. Mm-hmm. But I can access the higher essence of that spirit. And what I mean by that is if you think of your concept of reincarnation, the essence of the soul has had multiple lifetimes. Yes. So that personality from that life may say, I don't like tattoos. Mm-hmm. But the essence of the soul will go, I understand that you've done this for love and mm-hmm. that you needed this to help you move through whatever it was. So I can have two different replies depending on what level I'm asking. Love it. Right. Love if that makes it. sense. And I never realized that until more recently. I never thought about it like that. That's kind of, oh, it just kind of makes you reflect on like my own work. And it's like, I've never, I've never thought about it like that. So now I'm like, I want to be aware of how the message is coming in and literally what level it's coming in at. That's that's fascinating. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Because some people will say, well, what does my grandmother think about this? Should I stay in this relationship or go? And if I get mm-hmm. asked a question like that, I'll tell them I'm not going to the human aspect because the human mm-hmm. aspect may say, oh, I don't like that person. Mm-hmm. But there may be a reason from the higher perspective that you're meant to have that experience. Mm-hmm. So certain questions I'll go to a higher, whether it's my guide or that other level of the soul itself to get, I don't say better information, but we don't have the emotional biases. Mm -hmm. It's a higher vibrational answer because it is coming in for your highest good. There is no emotion attached to it. It is like, this is what is for your highest good. Right. And for me, that's always why I loved working with the higher guides first, because it's always from love, Mm -hmm. but they don't sugarcoat it. They don't pussyfoot around. Like it's coming from the pure essence of what that information is. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Elementals, if you've ever heard that term before. No, I haven't actually. Um, Doreen Virtue, before she went back to religion, she actually had a book into training on what they called incarnated elementals. You can think of that very easily as, say, the fairies. The fairy realm is a different dimension. You can connect with those types of beings. Mm -hmm. They refer to angels as being part of that as well. There's a whole list of beings. For me, do I connect within fairies and stuff? Mm, Doesn't resonate with me. Mm -hmm. But I want people to know that these are also different levels that if they choose... They can connect with. It just comes down to what do you believe? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. What, what are you comfortable with? Yeah. Yeah. And I think to be honest with you, I think it's actually, it's out there for a reason because we are also different as human beings that it, the more possibilities of what is out there and what we can connect with because we're all different. So it's whatever feels in alignment with you. Yes. So the fact that there's more out there, you know, for, for me, again, I don't relate to fairies. I, I have fairy decks and stuff and I've heard people talk about them, but it doesn't feel in alignment for me. But the fact that I know people who swear by them and are always talking to them and stuff like that. So it's like, Hey man, if that's what works for you, then that's what works for you. Right. Yeah. And this is why I thought the conversation to understand what types of beings you can connect with is important. Mm-hmm. And this is by no means a definitive list either, right? No, no. Um, but I find angels. it fascinating because yeah. for me, like, again, I I connect with my guides. You know, I'm not a big one for working with angels. I guess I'm kind of in like a little box where it's just like, I'm like, I'm happy here. But, you know, the more conversations that we have and hearing you talk about like about ETs, like my neighbor used to talk about them all the time. And it was like, I never, I, I mean, I was fascinated by it, but I never understood it and never really got into it. But it's fascinating when you hear about it. And it's just like, yeah, there's just, there's more possibilities out there. Yeah. I think 
when I look at it too, like I, when I started training, I started training specifically as a channel. Mm-hmm. And I think when you started, it was mediumship. So that's all it's interesting too, right? So your focus was spirit, was yeah. people that have passed. Yeah. Whereas mine, when I started, it wasn't spirit. It was high level beings. Mm-hmm. So it is, you know, and this is why I love the collaboration between the two of us, because as much as we are very similar, we also bring different aspects to the table too, right? Mm-hmm. Angels is a an area that I work with a lot, depending on what I'm doing. I find they don't come through as much in, say, a private session with somebody. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing healing work, if I am doing clearing work, they come through. I used to write in a metaphysical paper when I first started out in uh, the early 90s, and they used to come through all the time. Archangel Michael, Gabriel, Uriel was three of the big boys, uh, Metatron and St. Germain, very, very high level energies. And when they come through, like I said, they don't come through in readings per se. They're not going to come forward and say, oh, you know, you're going to win the lottery. But when they come forward for me from a channeling perspective, they were always coming from a higher level perspective for humanity. Mm-hmm. And maybe perhaps I'll post one of the messages. I kept a memory book or a guest book. And yes. I used to cut out the articles and, and the, the messages that they used to give me. So I may actually put one up just so you can see differences in it. So for me, angels play a big part when I'm doing healing work, clearing work. Mm -hmm. For me, I refer to something called cycled off beings as well. I don't know if you've heard that term. I've never heard of that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, all this is so new to me. I'm loving it. So when I refer to as a cycled off being, if you think of the concept of reincarnation, there's that wheel, you know, I'm going into a lifetime to have an experience and then I go back to the other side. Okay, I'm going to come back and to learn something else. So when I refer to cycled off beings, when we've gone through that process enough times, we don't have to come back to the earth plane. We don't have to play the game of life anymore because we've learned what we've needed to learn and we've mm-hmm. kind of moved up to the next level. And so they can act as a guide too, having the experience of being human and understanding what that means. Mm-hmm. So to me, a lot of times they understand the human emotion, whereas say a being that has never been human may not have as much, I don't say understanding, but comprehension around that. Here's my question though. Is it understanding or is it, I'm just going like, is it beliefs? Is it programming? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, is that what it is? Like, it's almost like a more pure version, um, like a more conscious version rather than having all those beliefs and stuff programmed into them. Exactly. So being human, they have those experiences, as you said, the programming, the stories, whatever. So they understand that process and how challenging it can be. Mm -hmm. Whereas a higher being may not have that. They have the essence of the light, the love, you know, truer to source or God. But sometimes they don't always understand the human experience. Mm -hmm. You know, be like, well, just get over it. A cycled off being can say, oh, I get that. Mm -hmm. I remember when I went through that. Yes. There's a little bit more understanding there. Mm -hmm. Because some of the beings I work with, they've never been human. Again, it's down to what levels we want to work with. I find it so fascinating because like I said, I was trained in evidential mediumship. So it's like if I couldn't prove it, I wasn't allowed, but it wasn't to be brought forward. So I've never explored beyond what I've known. And so listening to you speak, it's like, oh my God, it's like a whole other world out there. And it's so fascinating. Yeah. And I think, like I said, that's where I'm just a little bit different or so I've been told. When we were talking about that, it reminded me when we talk about angels too, I have a guy, his name is Atar. Mm -hmm. And it took me probably a year and a half before I could, what I call, hold him in my frequency or body because his energy was so strong. And I remember coming across an angel book at that time too. And I found his name in it. And he was known as the chief celestial being. So he is supposed to be higher up in the hierarchy realm of angels. He oversees Mm -hmm. angels. Wow. Right. So it's it's really cool. Like 
how they can interact in so many ways. And Kim, you made a comment about in your learning, I can only work with things that I could validate. Mm -hmm. For me, what I find as these higher guides come into a session with a client, when they can come in and say, we understand you're feeling this, Mm -hmm. or I've literally had them come forward and say, I know that you are contemplating suicide. We don't Mm -hmm. want you to do that. Yeah. To me, that's validation. I don't know, but that person Uh, knows. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that because again, I was taught like that'd be too general. I to me, like now, because I'm connecting more to like a lot of the higher selves and I'm really letting go of the fact that with my new guide, well, he's been here for about five years, but he's taught me that it's not so much about the evidential mediumship of connecting with loved ones, but there's something deeper and being able to connect to that higher version of that person and bringing that forward, the knowledge and the wisdom that that version of them has that I'm able to bring through. It is next level. It really, really is next level. So when you, whether you're connecting Connecting with the spirit guides, your higher self, with angels, with ETs, there is... I don't want to keep saying that there's power in that because I feel like I say that a lot, but there is power in that wisdom. There is power in the message that is coming through. There is power in how it makes you feel when you receive that message. And it's when you are able to really open yourself up to receiving that message, that is when you really do step into your divinity. And then that is when your life begins to change. And to me, it can be the most healing. I mean, yeah. we connect with our loved ones and that's great. I, you know, I, I've stepped into that now too. But what I found is when I have a client sitting in front of me and they feel the lowest of the low, they feel lost. They feel like they're not heard. They feel like there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. And when you have a higher being that says, we love you, we are with you. We've yeah. heard you. We know you've been experiencing this. You can see the shift in the person because it's like all of a sudden they go, I am not alone. Yeah. And that can be some of the biggest healing work within themselves. Absolutely. And I think for me, that's why I was always drawn to channeling because I loved the messages of love. Yes. Of what they wanted to bring forward, right? Yeah. So ETs, there's another one. And I'll share a story when I first started channeling ETs. I was very left-brained too. So I used to do a learning development circle when I first started out when I lived in BC. And Mm -hmm. it was hosted by one of the attendees. They used to live in a townhouse complex. So they had this central room with, you know, beautiful fireplace, wingback chairs, cathedral Mm, ceilings, beautiful, beautiful place to do it. And I went into a channeled state and I would bring messages through. And at that time I started getting ETs and the left brain's going, what the hell? I don't know if I believe in this. Yeah. And so what happened, what I found with ETs is a couple things. When I channel them from the knees down, it gets cold. So anyone that was in the circle, mm-hmm. it's like this cool breeze would go around the circle. And the first time I channeled it in that group setting with other people, and I recognized I needed to have other people to validate it for me, was we started getting knockings on the walls and the ceilings. You could physically hear them in the room. No way. And it was winter time. Actually, this is the first time I, I brought my husband, now husband, to one of the things of what I did. <laughs> and so it was winter time. They went outside, looked for footprints. Oh, really? I didn't believe it. Yeah. And I know now that I needed that validation of other people to be there with me. Mm -hmm. They were there again. They don't come through so much in normal sessions. Mm -hmm. They come forward more when I'm doing higher end channeled messages. So we think about our ETs. I mean, some of the more well-known are like the Syrians, the Mm -hmm. Pleiadians, the Arcturians. These are groups of extraterrestrial beings that are here to assist humanity. Especially Mm. now the Pleiadians are big ones where they're helping us through the transition and growth of the Mm. Ascension. You can research this stuff. It's really kind of cool. So, you know, I really love the ET energy too. 
And it's funny because it's like when you think of ET energy, it's like, you know, aliens and blah, 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 you know, and it's like there's almost a negative connotation to it. But it's not. It's just like you said, it's just another beautiful entity that is in the spirit realm or however you want to word it. There's, I don't say good and bad, but you can have energies that do good things and energies that do not so good things. So yes. they consider to be like the grays and the reptilians as being more the negative energies. But there's so many high, beautiful, loving energies that are there for us too. Mm-hmm. They're really, really cool to work with too. And I miss it a little bit because I haven't done a lot of that channeling in a while. And that maybe that's something we can have some fun with later on too. But they're really, Amazing. really interesting. Just a couple other things. You might have somebody from your soul group, which is your family on the other side that can act as a guide through yeah. that lifetime as well. Oh, for sure. I have a bunch of honorary guides, as I call yeah. them. It's like yeah. they've, they've appointed themselves that position. <laughs> yeah. You brought up higher self, what is the essence of spirit that is still in, if you will, the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. A piece of it is in the body, but there's a higher part of ourselves that is part of the higher realm as well. So it is the connection with the true essence of what we are, mm-hmm. which can give you some really interesting information from a self-development perspective too. I find I connect with my higher self a lot when I am journaling. It's like, it's almost I get past my, like I'll start writing and get past my own bullshit. And then my handwriting starts to change. The message starts to change. And it's just like, it's so powerful. The message that comes through. Yeah. So agreed. Animals, spirit animals Mm -hmm. can be an animal that we had in our life that's acting as a guide. But if you look at the native perspective of bird animals as well, you know, they can step in our lives and work in different ways as well. I think one of the most interesting things that I'll, and I'll bring forward as a story as well, was what I called the I am. And when Mm -hmm. I first started channeling, I used to use boards. I'm the queen of boards. I call them channel (laughs) boards, but for intents and purposes, they are. We just, that's how I first started communicating with higher beings. And I remember a day I was just what I call a young channel. I haven't been doing it so long and I was on my board and I would always ground and prepare in the morning and get a little bit of a message prior to stepping into sessions. And like you, I can feel energies. So Mm -hmm. even on my board at the time, I recognized this isn't something I normally connect with. And I'm like, okay, what are you? You know, who are you? And at the time I asked the question and I heard, I am that of no name I am. And I'm like, well, what the heck does that mean? Right. Mm-hmm. I kind of asked again, well, what do you mean? I am that of no name. I am. And it was a simple message to say that I was going to have a client that day that was important, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. It was the only time I channeled it. And, and it's interesting because that session, you know, as strange as it sounds, it was one of the weirdest sessions I've ever had. Yeah. But she was a high level being and she was literally asking questions in her own language with her guides. I had no idea what she was asking, but they were replying to her on the board. Wow. So it was such a interesting session, but I didn't realize till a year later what the I am represented. Mm-hmm. So again, That's coming amazing. back to the brain, well, the I am represents God or source. Yeah. Self as well. So the brain's going, you couldn't possibly have been yeah. connecting with this. Mm-hmm. But I think that was one of the biggest epiphanies for me was I can connect with anything. I think I'm not worthy. I won't be able to. Absolutely. But when I understand that I am divine. That is the true essence of what I am. There's so many beautiful things that are there. All I have to do is, and we said earlier about surrendering, be Mm -hmm. ready for it. And when you feel those energies, just, you know, we have to learn to be aware of them, but you don't have to be afraid of them. And Mm -hmm. there's the experience, the beginning, the growth, the meditation, why we have to do all those things so that as we step into this place of being able to receive a higher being, we're ready for it. Love it. One other thing that I recognize too, as a channel, I hear everything inside, you do as well, Yeah, 
when I first started learning, if I got I or me, that mm-hmm. represented a singular energy. So for me, that was spirit. Yeah. I'm connecting with grandma. I'm connecting with someone as a single energy. Yep. When I learned high guides always speak in plural, mm-hmm. I and we, yes. and what they said to me is you are connecting with a piece of a larger collective. Mm-hmm. And it took my brain a long time to get around that too, because we're not taught these things. Yeah. And so as, although I'm channeling this little piece, it has the information of the collective mm-hmm. at your disposal. Mm-hmm. So it's so cool when you begin to pay attention to what you're getting. And again, this is why the journaling, this is why writing down that information, because it becomes your validation, Yeah, a tool that you can go back on as well to trust what you're getting, because trust is key. It is. Yeah. And you were saying earlier, you know, it's, it's about coming back to that higher self and knowing you're worthy of receiving these messages. And that's why it's so important to be to do your inner work, to clear the bullshit that's blocking you. Yeah from that worthiness, from that divine self. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm working with a coaching client right now and she's been meditating and she never used to get anything in her meditation. Mm -hmm. And just recently she was getting the color blue. Love it. I talked to her this morning. Now she's getting different colors and it's just so interesting. And I said to her literally this morning, the more that you do that daily spiritual practice, Mm -hmm. the more you get in touch, you will get more information. Mm -hmm. At the time she goes to me, I don't know what the blue meant. Oh, well, blue can represent communication in the throat chakra. Mm-hmm. It was also symbolic of Archangel Michael. Mm, you no, know, yes, there's so yes. many representations. So I said, research it, write it down, uh-huh. and research it, and see what resonates. So I think sometimes we wonder, are we connecting? If we're just getting, as you said, a feeling, a color, whatever, uh-huh. it's all communication. Our job is to be aware of it and then step back and say, what does this represent? That's and if we don't know what it is, we can set that intention to say, I don't know what you're trying to tell me. Please Mm -hmm. put it forward in another way so I can understand. Yeah. It's such proof that when you commit, when you work on that relationship, connection, whatever you want to call it, it grows. Yes. It grows. I mean, to go from one color to say, you know, multiple colors, that's improvement. That is you learning. That is you expanding. Yeah. As you do that trauma work, as you let go, your intuitive side will develop faster. You'll have Mm -hmm. more trust in it and you'll be in that energy all the time. So she's excited. She can see it now. Like, you know, I've said this to her before, but now she's experiencing it. I said, it doesn't come from, let me learn how to read a card. Let me learn about my Claire's. It's great. But unless you do the inner work, you'll Mm -hmm. only be able to reach a certain threshold. Yes, absolutely. Because I think for like for both our experiences in the last two years, doing so much deep inner work, I am so fucking in tune with my connection. Like there's no doubt you listen to it, you follow it, you just know because it literally is next level. Yep. So agreed. Mm -hmm. And we've had these conversations before. I'm the same. Since I've been working on my inner work, and I'm not sure we ever get to the bottom of everything, right? It's just a continual journey. Um, My skill sets have grown, my mediumship has grown, and it's just so amazing to have that feeling. (laughs) I just, my guy's just laughing at me being like, told you so. (laughs) Gotta love it when they do that. I totally agree. That's when they will be there. Like I said, they'll be there clapping on the sidelines. You know, they're like the cheerleaders with the pom-poms. They're there and they're there to celebrate us as well. Thousand percent. So this brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for joining us during our conversation around spirit guides. So we hope that you enjoyed this episode of I Am Divine. And as always, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed our show, please rate our podcast and be sure to come back next week for a discussion of what is self-acceptance. Until then, this is Kim. And this is Paula. 
And don't forget that you are powerful. I am divine badass. This podcast was created by Paula Hunter and Kim Garden. We welcome you to join our private Facebook group, I Am Divine, to connect with other like-minded individuals and be part of our special events that will only be found in our private community. We would love to hear your feedback on today's podcast and on any other topics that you would like to know more about. For more information about our podcast, information on Kim and Paula, our special events, spiritual coaching, training programs, or even to book a private reading with Kim or Paula, we invite you to visit our website at www.iamdivine.ca.